Welcome back into our number three. We are coming to you live from Vegas. Program brought to you this week by Wendy's with Wendy's Breakfast. Two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo single item at a regular price. If it seems like... I'm having a good time. It's because I'm having a real good time. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, I mean, the visuals are absolutely astonishing. Check it out. Look at the strip. We are not inside Radio Row. We have busted out this year. Look at that set. It's incredible. The fountains behind me. I wish you could all see how this looks on CBS Sports Network. Hey, Chalk, is it me or are you moving closer to me as the week moves on, dude? It's going to be a one-shot pretty soon. All right, so we are moving into hour number three. I want to talk about some really exciting news involving the X platform. I've been trying to get to that all day long. Probably at the end of this segment, I'll tell you what I've been hinting at. I'm going to try and get there, but we're not there yet. It's going to be a really, really good hour. Clones, in the meantime, if you want to hit me up, you can hit me up on the X platform at Jim Rome. If you want to email me, you can do that too, Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitake.com. We start hour number three by having a conversation with a friend of the football, of the program, the pro football doc. He's making his way over right now. He is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon. He spent 17 seasons as head team physician for the Chargers. Also worked with the Bulls, the T-Wolves, the Suns. You can find his analysis at Sports Injury Central and their website, SixScore.com. We are joined by Dr. David Chow. Doc, it is great to see you here in Vegas. What's going on, Doc? How are you feeling? Great. You got a great setup here, man. Of Not course. bad, right? Not, of course. Jim yeah. Rome, of course, you're going to have the best. No, no, no. no. I was going to say, Doc, you, only, you deserve only the best, Doc. <laughs> you deserve only the best. All right. So why don't we jump right into this? Patrick Mahomes is having another outstanding postseason because, well, he's Patrick Mahomes, but also because of the guys up front. Let me ask you about guard Joe Tooney. He suffered that pectoral injury in the divisional round. He missed the AFC championship game, Doc. What is his status right now? Do you think he'll be able to go on Sunday? Unfortunately, I don't. And I'm not questioning Joe Thune. It's the type of injury it is and the position that he is. It's not a pec tear with surgery, but it's a pec strain. And remember, he plays left guard. And the most important thing in football is the A-gap. So if he has a right pec that can't hold off rushers, I don't think they could try and play him. Even though I'm sure he wants to, I think he would be a liability, unfortunately. All right, so that's a really key piece right there. What about linebacker Willie Gay Jr.? He's been battling a neck injury. It kept him out of the AFC Championship game. He has returned to practice. What does that mean for his outlook on Sunday? I think Willie Gay has a good chance to play. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. I always say the the week off before the Super Bowl has magical healing powers, right? Because everyone wants to go. We saw it in C.J. Uzama and the Bengals a couple years ago. But that's one where I think he's going to be fine. But obviously on the D-line, Amenahue's been uh, the former 49er, confirmed with an ACL tear like we thought in-game at Sports Injury Central. So he's out, and Nadi is still out, a big run stopper up front. Okay, I was going there next. The pro football doc joins me right here on the set. What about Derek Nadi? Suffered the triceps injury in the wild card round against Miami. He has not played since. What are the chances he's activated off IR for the big game? Don't see it. He hasn't even been activated to practice yet, and without a triceps, once again, situationally, you can't keep blockers off you. 
if you don't have a triceps to be able to push. We're talking to the pro football doc. Now, the Chiefs have also had some issues at running back, too. Isaiah Pacheco has been limited in practice, toe and ankle injuries. The team did get some positive news, though. Jarek McKinnon has improved. He's off the IR after suffering that groin injury later in the regular season. Bottom line, how do you see things developing for the running backs for KC? Look, I think Pacheco's going to be fine. He's been listed for a couple weeks with the toe and the ankle. Jarek McKinnon, it's a good sign he's been activated to the practice window and practicing. But I don't know that that means for sure he's going to play. He came off core muscle surgery. He's getting close. But remember, he's a speed, quickness, cut guy. That makes it very hard. And there's no downside in activating him to the practice window now because the season's over. So they just want to see him practicing with the team and let's see what he can do. I haven't seen any practice video yet, so I'm not ready to say, we're not ready to say that he's for sure going to be activated in play despite the fact that he's in position to. The pro football doc is joining us. You get a very different sort of angle and analysis when you go to his website. And also when we have these conversations, Doc, what about the 49ers? Let's jump over there right now. Christian McCaffrey obviously is so critical to everything they do offensively. He briefly left the NFC Championship game with what appeared to be a shoulder injury, but then he came back. He has not been listed on the injury report. Where do you think he's at physically this week? Look, for this late in the season, I think he's really good. The calf is not an issue. He was, had his thigh worked on. He got dumped on his head and shoulder. None of that seems significant, especially with a big game like the Super Bowl. For a regular season game, I don't think McCaffrey misses. So for the Super Bowl, he is a full go for them. All right, so you think about some of their weapons. You think about George Kittle, one of a handful of guys left from that team that lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl four years ago. Doc, he's made it real clear that he's on a mission. He's obsessed. He wants this thing badly. He's been dealing with a toe injury it did force him to miss three days of practice last week how could that potentially impact his effectiveness Sunday is that a concern I don't think so not for George Kittle first of all how he plays uh, and his uh, toughness and uh, I don't see the toe we reviewed all the video we didn't see anything significant anything that's there he's going to be minor with the emotions he'll be fine all right emotions adrenaline whatever it takes then you got the big dog, Debo. Debo's shoulder injury dominated conversation leading up to the NFC title game. He was able to play. He played big. Safe to say that he'll go without any limitations Sunday? That's correct. And, you know, leading up to the conference championships, we were saying we don't see that as the same shoulder scapula fracture that was week six. And we were confident that Debo would play in that, and he did. And Debo even came out and said before the game, as soon as I found out it wasn't that, I was good to go. That's in the rearview window there. All right, so, Doc, I've run down a number of guys right now am I forgetting anybody kind of take me through what other thoughts do you have about the matchup what are some of the things that you're looking forward to seeing and that you're tracking this week well I think the key thing is that the 49ers defensive line is now much healthier Eric Armstead Kinlaw Hargrave they're all sort of back and Drake Greenlaw is fine but you know he had a little neck stinger I think he'll play through so it's really you know how much Thune affects them and the ability to be run pass balanced if any team in the NFL that is has to pass and chase, it gets harder, especially with the Chiefs' tackles. So that's going to be the key to the game. Can Mahomes' magic overcome the overall 49ers team? It makes you wonder, right? The, the Mahomes' magic generally overcomes everything, but we know how badly the 49ers need this one, and they are loaded 
overall, who is the healthier team between these two? Well, there is a process of natural selection. In order to get further in the playoffs the Super Bowl, you have to be relatively healthy. But there is a small advantage to the 49ers. Our Sports Injury Central 6 score is 91-6 for the 49ers and the high 80s for the Chiefs. So there is a slight advantage to the 49ers there. All right, so if folks are looking for any kind of edge, any kind of angle, any kind of action, you're not going to tell them what to hit, but you do have an analysis and you have a certain system where things, certain things do jump out. If they go to Sports Injury Central and they go to the website, what will they find once they get there? And what are some nuggets that they might find this week? Well, the, the nuggets you'll find is, you know, the, the Thuni, the injury stuff that we've talked about and the health of the 49ers. And uh, there's some, you know, prop actionable things there with the McKinnon and otherwise. And, you know, we leave it to people to interpret. There's also a pick side of the site that we've hit close to 60% this year on actionable stuff. We've been 4-1 and one in the playoffs, et cetera. This one's a little harder because they're evenly matched, but there should be a high-scoring game and uh, look forward to some fun. All right, so who do you like? Can you, can you say who do you like? Okay. What's your gut tell you? Okay, so people don't get mad at me. I was a huge Chiefs fan last year. My son is a Patrick Wilson fan. I brought him to the game last year. This year, I'm clearly rooting for the 49ers. I happened to just see John Lynch yesterday, give him a hug. I still remember the look on his face, so downtrodden in the locker room after the game. Because they remember, last time they played in Miami, they were up 10 in the fourth quarter, and they oh, lost yeah. by double digits. And I said, John, go get it. So I'm rooting hard for the 49ers, and they do have a little bit of the medical edge as well. So sorry, Chiefs fans. Sorry, my son, if you're watching. I'm flipping. I'm going to root for the 49ers. I love that. Zach, really quickly, I'm glad you saw John Lynch. You know John Lynch. I know John Lynch. He is one of the best dudes. Talk about, I mean, it's such a great thing. We're talking about about a guy that went to Torrey Pines High School, played his college ball at Stanford. I worked for his father. My wife worked for his father. And John is such a good dude. Like, John, he is so smart. He's never really changed. Are you at all surprised by the success that he's had and the transition he's made from broadcasting to the front office? No, because he's a smart man and he knows how to lead people and he knows what he knows and doesn't know. Okay, so he brings in personnel people to help him in the decisions. He's collaborative in his effort. He's smart enough and confident enough in his own abilities that he's okay sharing what's going on. And I love John, not just for being from San Diego. Look, I was telling you in the locker room in Miami when I happened to run into him, I wasn't even trying to seek him out. I knew how disappointed he was. He stopped me and asked me about my family and kids. I'm like, are you kidding me? And by the way, he, he meant it, too. He means it. I know. That's why I, I have to root for the man this time. Yeah, no, we went to a family event. We are very good friends with his brother and his sister and Kara and Rob. And we were at an event, and I hadn't seen John for a while. And he sees my wife, Janet. He's like, where's Jim? Where's Jim? Where's Jim? Like, he's so genuine. He's such a good guy. He's impossible not to pull for. All right, so really quickly, Doc, if the listeners or viewers want to go to the website, once again, remind them where to go. And part, most of the site is free. There's a premium part that you can pay for if you want to, but there's a lot of great information that's free. It's sportsinjurycentralsicscore.com. And we have basketball information up there, too. We're the first to, quote, report and say... Joe LMB will not be the MVP. He's going to miss time and need a knee scope how, how much surgery. Time, how much time is he going to miss? Uh, he's going to miss most of the regular season and be lucky to be back for the playoffs at this point in time. Uh, so he's going to miss quite a bit of time with this lateral meniscus tear scope. All right, so there you go. It's not just football. Doc, really appreciate you. Great to have you on the show. Have a great week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The pro football doc, you want to make sure you go to the site. There's some tremendous information there. All right, so before we go to break, let me just say something very quickly. I've been talking about this 
announcement that I wanted to make. What I want to say to you is we're having this amazing week here on the Strip here in Las Vegas. We're not Radio Row. So we've got this incredible experience. And when I talk about an experience, I mean an experience that I've had. This radio show that I've done, The Jungle. The Jungle, in its current format, has been around for about three decades. As a simulcast and TV show, it's been around now for seven years on CBS Sports Network. We've had an amazing and I, it sounds like it's past tense. We're not there yet, but we've had this amazing one with CBS Sports Network. It's been an amazing company to work with. We've had an amazing staff. I did hint at something recently when I made an announcement when I said that I was going to start something new with the X platform. What I'm talking about is this. This is officially going to be our last week on CBS Sports Network as a simulcasted radio program. The radio program continues in its normal format, but after this week, this will be our final week, and it's been an amazing run, a seven-year run, and I've got so much gratitude for everybody that I've worked with and for the way the show has been taken care of and put out. But this is our final week. What's going to happen after this week is we will go dark for a short period of time, and then the show is going to reemerge on the X platform. We will broadcast the show on the X platform. Right now, we're in the stages of building this thing, developing this thing, putting it all together. And I don't have an actual launch date for you, but I've got one in mind, and it's not that far down the road. So this is something you want to keep in the back of your mind. We're having an amazing week right now. This will be our final week on CBS Sports Network for the radio program as a simulcast. The radio program does not change. But then after this week, we'll take a short time out, and then when we reemerge, we will reemerge emerge three hours live on the X platform. So you want to make sure you look for that. And obviously, I will give you more and more details as we get closer to that. But that is our big announcement. So I want to thank everybody at CBS Sports Network. It's been absolutely awesome. We've had an amazing run, and I will always remember it, and I've got great gratitude. But I am really, really excited about the future, really, really excited about going to the X platform. I was in their offices in Santa Monica last week, had an amazing sit-down conversation with the sales staff and the executives there. And we've got some really big plans. And it's going to be really, really good for the brand. Just as this has been incredible for the brand, that will be as well. So, Tommy, by the way, what's up, dude? How are you feeling about that? Feeling pretty pumped up. I'm uh, hopefully not cramping your space over here. I, yeah, I, dude, you seem like you're moving closer and closer to me. What's up? For a giant Sorry desk. Sorry you're not getting enough camera time, my man. For a giant desk, there's not really anywhere else for me to go. But I can try to get a little bit I further I don't know, away. dude. There's like a mile's worth of real estate over there. Yeah, maybe I'll have to sneak over there. But, yeah, I'm excited for the X, and I'm also so Dude, you love the camera, but the camera does not love you. No offense. Just kidding. Are you excited Thank about you. The, Thank right? you, boss. <laughs> Thank you very little. You're welcome even less. Dude, oh, no, seriously, are you excited about the X? Incredibly excited about the X. There's a lot of potential there, and I'm also so thankful to CBS Sports Network, all the people that have helped uh, put a great show on, and what a send-off they gave us here. I mean, this is a Hello. spectacular Hello. setup to say you know goodbye to what has been a, a great show. So I've only been here for... You know, two and a half years of it, but it's it, I've been watching it the entire time. It's been an incredible production. It's been incredible working with these people, so I'm very thankful to them. No, nobody better. Nobody better. CBS has been absolutely incredible. The simulcast has had a seven-year run. I will always be extremely proud of that. I've had a 10-year run with CBS overall with television, and, the, again, the radio show will continue, but the TV simulcast will move to the X platform, and it's going to happen sooner than later. We just have to build that thing out. But, again... 
gratitude and appreciation and thanks to everybody at CBS Sports Network and thank you very much for this setup because this is incredible. All right, there is your announcement if you want to react to that. I think some of you already kind of had an idea that maybe, maybe that might happen. If you want to react to it, go ahead and hit me up. In fact, you know where you should hit me up? On the X. Hit me up on the X platform at Jim Rome, or you can call the program 1-800-636-8686, or if you want, you can email me at rome at haveatake.com. All right, we'll take a short time out right now. Clones, one quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? There is something to be said for a family business that stands by quality and produces all the finest beef jerky you could ever imagine. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. You can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they use just the best ingredients from their lean strips of beef seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke. Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite, and it comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Make sure you pick your favorite one. If you don't know, they come in four-ounce bags. That way you can get one of each. If you do know, get the 18-ounce bag. That way there's enough for the entire team. If you don't see it, and you will, but if you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. Got a real good one for you in a minute. First up, did you know Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you can have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you are never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. We are joined right now on set here in Vegas by an analyst for Thursday Night Football on Prime. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is a two-time first-team All-Pro. He is a four-time Pro Bowl selection. He is a Walter Peyton NFL Man of the Year award winner. He was a BCS national champ at LSU, and he is appearing today courtesy of Mattel. I'm talking about Andrew Whitworth, Big Wit. What's up, dude? How you doing? What's going on, Jay? I'm good, brother. Good. Hey, Max. In Vegas, it's nice and warm out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. You're not helping my cause. You're not helping my argument that, hey, man, I'm braving the elements. You're showing up looking like that. Hey, but let me ask you something. How much has life changed? Now that you're a SoCal and you live in SoCal, right, how different are you when it comes to, like, physical and mental toughness compared to when you were in the natty? Oh, I'm, I'm much softer. I got, I got soft really quickly. At cold weather, I don't do that well. I'm just right now, I'm good. You know, I got a little workout in, so I'm a little warmer today. This morning, I got a workout in, so I stay a little warmer now. All right, so, know, dude, I, I love that. Not the same. What about your workouts? I, I'm always fascinated by athletes. Some athletes are like, yeah, I've spent my entire life dedicated, committed to the grind, man. I'm going to let it go. I earned it. And others are like, no, it's a lifestyle. This is who I am. This is part of my identity. Dude, you look like a million. How are you approaching it? Uh, you know, I, I need it. It's good for me just mentally to get a, get after it a little bit, uh, check out in the mornings and get a good sweat in. I think it keeps some of the crazy out. You know, I still I used to you know I used to want to put my man. hands on people like that's what I got paid to do, right? So uh, I don't want to do that anymore. So I, it takes a little crazy out. It burns some of that energy, and then uh, you know what? I just enjoy my days better. I'm a little more relaxed all day if I just get to work at that in the morning. Yeah, I'm going to say the first guy who ever told me that, and he told me that maybe I don't even know how many years ago. Howie Long said that to me long before there was any social. How he said, Rome, the thing is, 
if I ever have an issue with anybody, I can handle that issue and I can handle myself. But now that I'm retired, I can't handle things the way I used to handle things. Yeah, right? we, we, That's want, what we're Howie, about we want Howie to work out. We all want Howie to work out because <laughs> that dude is a scary man with those hands. So uh, I, I think we all want him to be more relaxed. All right, dude, listen, I have great affinity for you. I have great respect for you. I think you'll understand this. I've got a job to do. All right. You're on the other side of this. You know what it's like. I have to ask you the hard question. I have to look you in the eye and I have to ask you the hard question. And because you're on the other side, you will understand this. How's your golf game? How you getting, dude? (laughs) Listen, I've got to figure that out because the falls, I thought, you know, I was going to retire and I was going to be playing (laughs) golf all the time. But now doing Thursday night football, I'm having so much fun doing that. We're traveling all over the country covering games. Uh, The golf game's non-existent in the fall, but it's back now. I mean, the season's over for us at Amazon. So I've been back grinding. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm playing some golf this week. Don't worry. Well, okay, good. Wit, I'm not worried about that. Listen, I I know your home track. I'm not worried about that. You talk about traveling every single week. Listen, this, I love this. I love the energy of being out. But there's something to be said about being outside of a studio and taking that show on the road, man. That's a different game altogether. Maybe you have nothing to compare it to because this is your first stop in. But what's that like picking that show up and moving that week to week to week? It's interesting. I don't know if I thought about it as much as now doing it. Now when I go into a show during the week or something, to go pop into a Rich Eisen or whoever, right, and I walk in a studio, it's like, whoa, it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, right. It's weird in here, it almost feels like, because i like, man, it's too quiet and too calm. Because I think when you get on the road, that's the thing people don't forget. Like, hey, we want to hear your analysis of what's about to happen in the game. And all of a sudden, all the lights in the stadium go out. The music starts blaring. Fans are throwing stuff. And you're like... Uh, what was I about to say? It's like you, you can get caught in that moment where you're fine. I mean, I'm going to run out on the field. And you got to kind of sit in it and go, all right, man, I'm going to keep talking about what I'm talking about, ignore all this noise that's going on around me. We're doing a show. And getting to learn that over the last couple of years has been a lot of fun because it's almost exhilarating. And, you know, the show part's fun, but also there's this exhilaration of just the energy of the stadium while you're doing it that makes it really unique. Andrew Whitworth is joining me. I'm caught in this world of do I talk football with you or do I talk process about that show? Because it's so interesting, right? Like, as part of the show, there's a certain discipline, right? You've got some big, big personalities on that set and you have limited increments times where you got to get in and get out and like you said if you get too caught up in the show around you and you can't hear yourself think it's going to be hard for you to make your point and you only get so many shots at making your point right so preparation can set you up for success but not always not in those elements what kind of discipline does it take to do that job I think that was the biggest thing to me that was like uh, if you said what was hard about this job is learning what 10 seconds and 20 seconds is like you know you've been invited to go speak at something throughout the week or you go to some event and you get a chance to talk, uh, you realize real fast like, hey, I don't get to talk like that. I got 10 seconds, 20 seconds to get out whatever it is I want to say and that's all it is. And so learning that cue of just how fast and how short can you really explain the complex in a simple way. And so learning that dynamic and then also making it fun because the whole point of our show is to have fun, celebrate the game of football. It changed my life, my kids' life, my entire family's life. So I can't wait to cover it for other guys and what it's doing to them and celebrate a game that's so special and obviously one of the biggest sports in the world. All right, so let me ask you about the game. You had a chance to, well, you had a chance. You either got to or you had to, depending on your point of view. You faced Nick Bosa. All right, so I'm curious, what was that like? When you were with the Rams and you got a chance to face him, what were those battles like? What is the key to stopping him? 
Uh, all I did was hold two. I'll say that. So, listen, uh, you know, hey, Bosa was famous this week for saying that's what he saw on the Chiefs tackles. And, you know, that's what we do. I'm an offensive lineman. Guess what? I got paid for 16 years, Nick, to hold. Okay? We're, we're basically just glorified bouncers. We're, we're not supposed to let you in the door. That's all we're supposed to do. Uh, however that takes, you know, whatever, by any means necessary, they say, that's what we do. So, look, uh, you know, facing this guy. Glorified bouncers. That's it. I mean, yeah, they, it hey, we're highly paid really bouncers. Unruly customer dude. that's it and so you know you look at him he's a special guy his power and really the ability he has to, to push the pocket uh you know facing him as a rookie i'll never forget you know it was the first time i felt somebody really that strong and kind of the ability he had to lean into you and use his leverage uh since probably like james harrison terrell suggs like similar style in the sense of not that really the the athleticism they rushed with uh they were a little different but he is that power and the leverage you feel you're like whoa if i'm not down this guy's knocking me in the quarterback so he's a rare guy and he will be a huge factor in this game for these Chiefs tackles. What about T. Sizzle? I'm glad you brought him up. What was he like? What made him different and what was he like to block on? You know, he's the favorite guy, I think, for every tackle. When somebody goes, what'd you do for a living? You pull up a picture of T. Sizzle and you go, I tried to stop that guy from uh, getting wherever he wanted to go. He can jump over a car, bench a, you know, bench a car, and probably throw me anywhere he wants to. And I got to figure out a way to get my cleats in the ground and stay in front of him as long as possible. So playing him was unbelievable. His ability to shift, to use his power, his leverage, the lean, body lean he could play with, uh, you know, it's, it was really rare. And so living on that island, playing him for 11, 12, years there you know in Cincinnati and uh it is really special to me him and Harrison always say like they're they're one of the reasons I had the career I had and had the opportunity to have success I had because twice a twice a year in my division I got to face those two guys and I was trained under two of the best rushers really in my generation uh, how to block people so in terms of your career you've won a Super Bowl you've lost a Super Bowl is there any way to put into words what both those things feels like Oh, man, the lowest of low and the highest of highs in, in the sense that, you know, really you think of the Super Bowl I lost was I was 37, 38 years old. People thought it was my last game. So you're walking off that field and everything you're hearing from people is like, man, that was your last op ever. And so, you know, you, you were in a really tough place mentally. Uh, but I just felt like there was more in my career. And so I kept playing. And then to actually get the opportunity, you know, only a couple years later and to win it. Uh, what a special moment with my family, with really the people that have supported me and been around me my whole life. Uh, and my kids, obviously, it was a really special and something we'll never forget. But to win Walter Payton Man of the Year on Thursday, win the Super Bowl on Sunday, and to walk off and tell Dude, everybody was very, bye. Was that a very good week? <laughs> hey, listen, it, it was an O-lineman's dream, all right? It's like we, we never are in the spotlight. We never get a chance to really, like, live the moment. And to be able to live that moment, I'll never forget it. And I think I'll always be appreciative to the league, to the coaches, the players, the people I got to do it with forever just because – everyone had a part of creating that moment for me. Now, you're not telling us what we think we want to hear. I know your gratitude's real. I know you have great gratitude for the sport, what it's done for you, what it's done for your family, and all those around you. Let me ask you this before we talk about Mattel, and I cut you loose. I know you're close with Sean McVay. You won the Super Bowl together two years ago. Then you retire. The 2022 season's a really difficult one. What did he show you in the way he managed the challenges of the last year and bounced back the way he did and led that team to the playoffs? 
I think to me he showed that uh, he has the lasting power. And, and what I mean by that is that he was this guy that everybody talked about, the youngest NFL head coach, how you know different he was, how special. He's this genius, this guru, all these things, motivator, great speaker, all of that. And it's like, all right, you win the Super Bowl, and then you have a, a year that you consider a failure. And you're down on yourself. You're down on what you believe in. You're down on, like, man, who am I? How, how do I be successful again? And he didn't quit. He didn't walk away. He didn't say, oh, man, you know what? It's other people's fault. He owned where he could be better. He owned where their team could be better. He went out with a really young football team with a lot of cap issues and did what people said there's no chance they could do and go to the playoffs. And so to me, he proved to himself and to everyone else, I can do this for as long as I want to because I have the ability to evolve, adapt, and be successful in a lot of different ways. And I couldn't be more proud of him just for who he was, not only their success as a team, but I'm more proud of the man and how he carried himself and how he led that football team this year. I spoke to him one night. He did some deep, deep soul searching. He did some real hard work on himself. He reinvented himself. He remade himself. He came back. I couldn't agree more. You're working with Mattel and the Little People Collector set for Super Bowl 58. Break it down. What's it all about? Man, you know, I talk about my kids, and they love these things all the time and what a, you know, my, how special my family is to me. So they get excited, I mean, more than anybody about me getting a chance to work with Mattel. These are the Little People Collector set for Super Bowl 58, the Chiefs and the Niners. You can go to MattelCreations.com. You know, pick the team you think's winning. Buy your collector set. If they win the game, the order will be fulfilled. If not, you'll get your money back for the team that lost if you pick them. But you know what? What a chance to commemorate a what an Super Bowl Fifty Eight, the champion. You get to keep it. And if you were Chiefs last year and you got upset, how can you not go get another set and have back-to-back collector sets of champions? I actually have one of these at home. It has a sports coat and a hoodie. They got they made for me after doing it last year. Love it's it. It's pretty cool, I will say. I, I enjoy it. The kids love it. We keep it in my office. And uh, what a special opportunity for folks. And, Jim, I know people are out here all week. They're thinking, how do I? Who's going to win? Niners, Chiefs. What do I look for? I was going to say, brother, which, I was going to say, which, which collector set should I be purchasing this week? So that's what I'm going to tell you. So you think of over and unders and all these bets. And I said, let me tell you something. Here's what you need to know. The Chiefs are actually the highest percentage of fans that have purchased the collector set ah. at this point. They are leading. They're the leaders in the class right now. There's a lot more of the week left. We need people to go on, buy your collector set. Let's see who's going to win this game. But if you're looking for somebody to bet on right now, the Chiefs fans have a little more faith. Dude, I was going to say one of my angles, one of my true trust, trusted and tried betting angles, if there's too many people betting or buying too much of the Mattel collector set one side, I always go the other way. We're going to make it a thing. There I'm you just go, telling dude. you. All right, Whit. Good to see you, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. you, brother. Really appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. You too, man. Great energy, great life, great player, great dude. He's got it all. Andrew Whitworth. All right, when we come back, one last segment. We were broadcasting live, and that was so fun. Broadcasting live from Las Vegas. We are not in Radio Row, but we are on the Strip. We are outside the Bellagio Fountains. I mentioned it last segment. Very exciting news. This show, this is our final week, and it's actually a week of celebration. We've had so much fun and had such an amazing run with CBS Sports Network, but this will be our final week as a simulcast, as a radio program, and then ultimately the show is going to move to the X platform. We don't have a launch date yet, but it's going to be sooner or later. We are working on that right now. You want to make sure you keep following me on the X and keep looking for updates and announcements, but as it is, this is our last week with CBS Sports Network. It's a week to celebrate and we're going to make it a really good one and by the way how do you beat this how do you beat this when we come back one last segment today
Welcome back. One last segment. We are coming to you live from the Bellagio, live from the fountains of the Bellagio. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, check out the sphere. It's incredible, man. Graphically, that is just insane. Everything about Vegas is amazing. Check out Tracy. There she is again on the boulevard, on the strip. Some clones have found us. And if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, that's how it looks. We are going to close out the show right now. One final segment. And I've got one of my best dudes. He is an NFL Network reporter. He is also an NFL.com columnist. He is co-host of the Too Deep podcast and the Red, Gold, and Gold podcast, which focuses on the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Jeffrey, I just butchered that one. Sorry about that, bro. Also, it's good enough. an adjunct professor at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. My man has done all of my shows for a number of years. Jeffrey Chidiha joins me on the set. Jeff, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Good. Thanks to be back. I always love coming here. It's always good to have you here. Also, I want to remind you, NFL Network is all over it with comprehensive coverage all week long, including Super Bowl Live weekdays beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And Jeff is all over that, too. Why don't we jump right into the matchup? The fact that the Chiefs are back is not nearly as surprising as how they got back, right? How different do they look to you right now than they did during the regular season? And, and how were they able to level up the way they have? What's well, night and day, right? And I think what happened was around the time they played the Raiders, had that tough loss, they realized they had to change some things. And I, I was saying all season long, they'll be a better team once they realize they're not the team they used to be. And so what they realize is we can't be spreading the ball around all these different receivers. We can't rely on all these different guys, all these different schemes. Let's go with the guys we know and we can trust. Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Patrick Mahomes being great in this great defense. And that's what turned it around for him. All right, so let me ask you about Patrick. Like, for instance, Lamar Jackson is going to be your soon-to-be league MVP, but it's awfully hard to argue against Patrick being the best player in the league right now, still. But does he need to be the best quarterback and the best player in the NFL in order for the Chiefs to win Sunday? No, and I think he understands that. He talked about this before the postseason began, about the importance of not worrying about highlights and stats. This was a team that a few years ago I thought they cared more about how they won games. And now they realize that, especially he realizes that, it's about being the best quarterback he can be. So moving the chains, not taking sacks, not throwing interceptions. He's only averaged about 240 yards passing a game in the postseason, only four touchdown passes. But the the little stuff, the things that Tom Brady used to do back in the day, that's what he's doing really well. And let me ask you something. You know that team as well as anybody. In terms of leadership, who sets the tone for that team? Well, it's Patrick for one, but Travis Kelsey really has stepped it up in that regard. He's, you know, he had one touchdown catch in the last nine regular season games, had 88 receiving yards in the last three games, but you've seen him find the fountain of youth. But I'd also say Isaiah Pacheco has become their energizer bunny. And when he's running the football and the way he runs that just kind of like five-year-old, out-of-control style, the energy, the speed, the violence of it. Uh, that's, that's to me. It's, I think he's a violent dude. Yeah. Different tone. Different, and they've never really had that in the Patrick Mahomes era. They had it earlier years when, when Andy was in Philadelphia and earlier in Kansas City. But having that kind of back, especially against physical teams, you saw it against Baltimore, makes a huge difference. Jeffrey Chidiha joining me on the set right now. You mentioned Kelsey. It seemed like I don't want, I want to be very careful how I say this because I have so much respect for the guy. I think he literally is the best tight end I've ever seen. But he seemed a little faded. He seemed a little washed. He seemed like maybe he had lost something. The numbers bear this out. And then all of a sudden, bam, the postseason comes around. Was that like some kind of rope-a-dope? Did, how did he find that fountain of youth or that next level? Yeah, a little Muhammad Ali, George Foreman type. Yeah, yeah. He even had saying. a little belly fat around there. <laughs> 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 like, 
13, couldn't jump anymore, couldn't I mean, run like, as fast. Like, like the league is punching itself out, and he's yeah. just like taking it all. <laughs> and then he came off the ropes. Yeah, but you know, he got that week off against the Chargers in the season finale, and he even said that he could have gone for the eight straight thousand yard season, but he said, I have to rest my body. I got to get ready for this run. And look, I think there's some disrespect too. I think the teams that he played earlier, like the Dolphins, like the Bills, thought they could just take him man to man, and they had some obviously some issues with injuries. But I think this game, I think you're going to see the Niners really try to double him again, get back to taking him away and forcing Rasheed Rice to make plays and other guys in that offense because he is definitely back on his game. All right, so we know that the Chiefs have been here before. We know how they'll react on the big stage in the big moment. Well, Brock, Brock Purdy, like I'm a big Brock Purdy guy, but experience does matter. We saw in the AFC Championship game, Baltimore implodes. KC does what KC does. Purdy has shown some tremendous poise in recent weeks. Do you feel like he's ready for this moment, the ultimate moment? I believe he understands what he has to do in this moment. And, and if you gave true serum to Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, they'd probably tell you that they had to beat Patrick Mahomes, had to outplay him in those games. You saw some of the some of the arrogance in the game planning in those contests. I think Brock Purdy understands he has to play his game. He's got to be who he's been all year long. Got a great supporting cast, a great head coach. I liken it to Eli Manning against Tom Brady mm. in those two Patriots Giants Super Bowls where Eli was great the same comp. kind of personality. Things look ugly. Things go bad. He still plays, still poised. I think this guy's got the same kind of mentality and mindset, and that should help him. In, the, in this contest. All right, so what about this? There's overcoming the moment, and then there's overcoming what is now a great Kansas City defense. Yeah. Despite that plethora of weapons they, the Niners have offensively, do you think they can solve Spags D? They have a pretty good chance. And I'll go back to the Green Bay Packers playing the Chiefs. Both teams play the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs and the Niners. And you look at how Green Bay went against that defense. They really moved Jordan Love around, attacked it different ways, ran the ball effectively. Uh, used the tight end well, and the Niners have a lot of the same resources. And Kyle Shanahan is really good friends with Matt LaFleur. And so I'm a big fan of the Chiefs defense, too. Love what Spags has done. Great talent. But mobile quarterbacks, I keep saying this, have given them problems throughout the course of the year. Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Josh Allen, I talked about Jordan Love. These guys have beaten the Chiefs. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a bad Philly defense, a bad Philly team. That was their second and last win of the season. So I think there's some options, some opportunities for Purdy to make some plays and for Shanahan to get some points against that defense. Jeffrey Chidiha joining us. I mentioned you know that organization as well as anybody. You know Big Red pretty well, too. More and more noise that if the Chiefs were to win this whole thing that Andy Reid might walk it off. Are you buying that at all? You know, I don't put... I buy it from the, from the standpoint of he's not the kind of guy who's trying to do what Belichick's doing, which is trying to chase... Uh, a huge accomplishment being the all-time winningest coach. He's not going to need six Super Bowl wins to feel satisfied as a head coach. And so he's got, if he wins this, he has three. Uh, you know, he's, he's top five all-time and, and wins. But really, he's the kind of guy, too, that I could see him doing what Bruce Arians did with the, with the Buccaneers, where I'll hand a great operation to an underling and let him run, run with it now. And so Andy's 65. You know, he's had some tough times with his family. You know, one son dead, one son in jail, unfortunately. But I think that's not, again, I don't see him coaching until he's 75. I think he's going to look for the right spot to get out. May not be this year, but I don't think it's going to be five years down the road where we're still talking about Andy Reid coaching. Yeah, you see, because if he wants that record, it's going to take five years yeah. or more. So if he were to hand that off to that underling or that, that handpicked successor, who would it be? Matt Nagy makes right? the most sense right now. He's there, and he's been with Andy forever, and he's coaching the league. And, you know, it's 
people may say, well, he didn't have great success in Chicago, but he's an Andy Reid guy. And he is somebody who understands. He and Brett Veach are really good friends. We uh-huh. played football in college together. And so there's a lot, of, a lot of synergy going on there already that it wouldn't surprise me if he's the next man up. And Jeffrey, I think it's kind of naive. I mean, I understand how off-putting this whole Taylor Swift thing is, but it's kind of naive not to think that it's not a boon for the organization and for the NFL overall. But you've covered the Chiefs a long time. You know that fan base. You know that region. Generally, how do the Chiefs fans view Taylor becoming one of their own, especially this week? There's definitely more appreciation for it than there is um, animus, animus, acrimony. Yeah, it, you're it, a it, professor. That's a good word. Yeah, right? Animus. Like, you're throwing out the, the th- yeah. thesaurus right now, brother. <laughs> good Lord, I thought I was going to come here and give you some knowledge. Yeah, yeah, you give right. me knowledge. Yeah, man. But no, I think that there's more people who like it because it really in Kansas City, it's such a you know it's a flyover state. It's a it's a town that's wanted this kind of respect, and so anything you get where it, it validates who you are, having the biggest pop star in the world want to be in your town, going to your restaurants, going to your bars, hanging out, doing that stuff, being at the games, it makes everybody feel. It validates you in a way, right? Yeah. Let me ask you something. You like when young journalists or wannabe content creators come to me and say, "Hey, man, what should I do?" I'm like, "I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the world has changed dramatically. You teach right now. Like when you come across young journalism students or content creators, what is your message? What is your advice? Be you. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time. I look at your success. I look at the people I know who've really done well in this business of media. And right now, it's about being first or being different. Never more so than now. You're either the first person to do it or you're very unique in what you do. And so I tell people all the time, kids especially, just be you. Find a way to uh, embrace that, to to build your brand and and ride with it. Because that's what's going to get you. Pat McAfee is another great example of that. Just, you know, you couldn't have said like five years ago, ten years ago, that would work. But it's working because it's authentic. Uh-huh. He is he he is who he is. One more thing too: be who you are. Be authentic. Be real. I mean, personally, I'm like the old head. Get off my lawn. But don't be contrived. Don't do yeah. things and say things just to say things. And by the way, it's okay to work. You got to grind, <laughs> man. You got to grind. You yeah. got to grind. Oh, without a doubt. And that's the thing that I see kids all the time that want to talk about. I want to be Stephen A. Smith or Jim Rome or Skip Bayless, Pat McAfee, and I tell them. Those guys work for that. There are some tough times there. I mean, you worked in small stations. I worked in small papers. It's like no one's giving it to you. Even more so now, there's more competition, and you really got to go out there and make it work for yourself. So, yeah, that's the same thing. Go out there and get it. But earn it. And by the way, we've got a couple of minutes, but how important those – like I think about my formative years when I was in a small market trying to bust out. You remember what it was like working for a small newspaper, not knowing. Like you had a plan and you, you believed in yourself, but how important was it to get your start in that small market and do the grunt work and learn, you know, that boot camp mentality and i got to find my way and fight my way out? Well, it's important for that because you can make, make, make your mistakes. Right, right, right. That's big. But you also find out people care about you and the people that you don't get here to this level just by yourself people invest in you they help develop you I, i've had great bosses great coaches great managers and i always feel like i was blessed in that way and i always tell people go out and find those people who could help you rise up as well that's the truth especially in a cutthroat world there are people that will help you you can find mentors jeffrey i appreciate you man i appreciate you hey. as a peer i appreciate you as a friend and it's always good to see you man hey, thanks so here, much brother. thanks for having me on as always much respect love and respect jeffrey jadiha one of the best 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Place your order at O'ReillyAuto.com. Pick it up at your local store and have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders of over 35 bucks. All right, that is day number two. We are not on the road this week, but we are outside the towers of the Bellagio right here on the script on the strip, having a great time. We will be here Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It is picking up. There's a lot of energy, a lot more people. And I can tell you this, the weather is getting better, so that means even more people will be out. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. We're out.